0: Well, hey, uh, welcome uh, once again to Christian Campus Fellowship's Dinner and a Message. That is, uh, that is where you are. Um, if you weren't aware of that, well, surprise, this is where you are. Um, so uh, just glad you're here with us, whether you are joining us uh, live and in person here, or you're checking us out on the live stream, or you're doing the podcast later, uh, whatever uh, the case may be, just, uh, just glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Donnie Holiday. I am uh, one of your staff members and most Thursdays, I get to stand up here and, and talk to you about really cool stuff that, uh, that I've been learning about God and the things that Jesus has been showing me, and that's what we're going to just keep right on doing uh, tonight as we continue our theme of story time. Uh, if you are new, every year we have a theme um, for two reasons, one, to give you an idea of what to expect, and two, to keep me from doing who knows what on a weekly basis if we did not have a theme to uh, kind of rein me in. Uh, but what we're doing with story time is we are using uh, this as our primary jumping off point. This is the Jesus Storybook Bible. And if you think to yourself, that looks like a children's Bible, I would say you are correct. Um, it very much is, but it is uh, anything but just a children's Bible. Uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible does a fantastic job of showing how Jesus is the common thread throughout the entire Bible. Um, that kind of their tagline as it's painted here, every story whispers his name. We spent all of last semester in the first part of the Bible, uh, the part that's routinely called the Old Testament, the part that a lot of people think that, oh, Jesus isn't really there. And he may not be physically present in those stories, but the Jesus story of the Bible does a great job showing how those stories point, uh, point ahead to Jesus. And, and this is even something that, like this every story whispers his name idea, they didn't come up with that. They stole it from Jesus. Like most good ideas, they're stolen from Jesus. Uh, because our theme verse is John 5:39, where Jesus says, the scriptures point to me. Uh, here he is talking to a, a crowd of folks, some super religious, some not very religious at all, uh, and a lot of folks in the middle. And he basically says, look, you guys are trying to look at what, what he calls the scripture then is what we now call the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible. And he's like, it's all about me. And, and it is, because one thing I think we've kind of, Missed a big picture thing about the Bible is, it's not a collection of stories, it's one story. It's the story of Jesus, and what the uh, what the Jesus Storybook Bible does a great job of showing is how he is the common thread throughout all of Scripture. So that's what we've been doing uh, this year. No, we're not looking at Bible stories like maybe you did if you grew up going to church. We're looking at the overall story of the Bible, and that's the story of Jesus. So we're going to continue with that uh, tonight. I'm going to pray, and then we will go from there. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, today. I thank you for another Thursday night here. Uh, God, I just ask that, that right now you just kind of get me out of the way and just say what you want to say. Uh, and I pray, God, for, for each of us here that you would help us to, um, to listen and to hear the thing that you're wanting to speak to to each of us uh, individually and as, a, and as a group, God. Um, So I just pray that you would bless uh, this next little bit and make it exactly what you know it needs to be. Uh, We love you, God. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So if you've been here at all this school year, everything from here back, like this part, sounds very familiar because that's how I start every single talk. It's like thanking the worship team and Shouting out to the live streamers and the podcasters, and here's who I am. Sometimes I forget to tell you my name, but I didn't this time. Um, Here's our theme. Here's what we do. And then I pray, and we dive into what we're going to talk about. But the difference is tonight, what we're diving into is prayer. Uh, That's what we're going to be talking about uh, tonight. And so I think, and the goal tonight, by the way, is that y'all talk a lot. Um, Not to each other, like, chatting, but, like, actually productively for what we're talking about. Uh, But we get y'all's... We get all of our opinions, not just mine, uh, because I am not arrogant enough to think that my opinion is the only one in the room that matters, um, because it's not. (laughs) I'm very aware of that. Uh, So before we even get started, I think it would be helpful uh, for for me and for all of us just to kind of know where we are individually, maybe as a group, whatever, with prayer. So when you hear the word prayer, what do you think? What comes to mind? not rhetorical actually asking you to answer that when you hear the word prayer what comes to mind talk to god. talking to god jesus jesus guilt, oh. for not doing it enough. guilt for not doing it enough it just got real in a heartbeat so yeah so, so yeah talk positives and not so positives that's totally cool thank you for doing that <laughs> setting that stage for us yeah okay what else thoughts and prayers yeah asking god for guidance asking god for guidance okay Peace and quiet, conversation, giving thanks, giving thanks okay, confusion. confusion, okay, yeah, mm. okay, lots of, anger. lots of anger, okay, we're going to get back to that, <laughs> we're definitely, definitely going to get back to that. Um, does it seem like overwhelming and intimidating and like confusing at times? Because just kind of like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, you know, so, so my hope that is that tonight, and those are all fantastic answers. Thank you for your honesty um, with that. That's really that's really good stuff. Um I'm gonna key on the confusion one for a second, uh, just because my hope is that tonight will be helpful to make it less so, to make it less confusing. Uh because what I hope we're gonna find tonight is that'll be super useful, and this was actually said, is that prayer really is just talking with God. I said with, not to. That's an important thing. It's talking with God. But I think a question for all of us to think about as we think about prayer, and I'm big on questions, so this is not a surprise. I'm going to start pretty early on with one, is what do I want prayer to be? And, and if you're new, this is kind of what I like to do is to leave us with a question. And you're going to see this question a couple times tonight. I think questions stick better than statements, even statements that rhyme or have alliteration. I just think questions, I think we remember them better. And I think first-person questions are way more powerful than second-person questions. Because Me asking you a question doesn't do anything. But if you're willing to ask yourself a question and really dig in and challenge yourself and do some introspection and look and try to grow That's going to do something. So that's kind of our question. You know, I I don't know where you are. Maybe right now you want prayer to be just like a last resort. I studied as hard as I could, but I'm just going to say a prayer before I go into this test because who knows. Um, Maybe you want prayer to be like a genie in a bottle. You ask God for stuff and he gives it. Maybe we want prayer to be, well, I don't feel like I can do anything else, so I'm going to pray. Maybe we want prayer to be a way to grow closer to Jesus. Maybe we want it to be a way to make ourselves feel better because, well, at least we did something uh, or said we were going to do something. Uh, maybe it's a way to understand God better. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a New Year's resolution. Let's just get real. Maybe some of us are just like, I'm going to try to make a habit of prayer. Or maybe it's even more, maybe we want it to be more than a uh, a habit and we want it to be like a rhythm of life that we feel out of sorts when we're not doing it. Maybe we want it to be something that is really transformative. I don't know what you want it to be. That's that's your question. That's for you to think about and and and, and wrestle with. Happy to talk to you about that more later, but... Regardless of my answer to what do I want prayer to be, I think we all need to ask ourselves, what if it could be more than that? What if wherever I am with it right now, and this is what I want it to be right now, what if it could be more than that? And I think think it can be. Um, And I want to be really clear before we go any further with this. These are not the words of somebody who's got prayer figured out, because I do not. Okay? I don't. If you're like, oh, an expert in the field of prayer. Nope, not me. Um, I'm, I'm not where I, would, where, where I want to be. I think I'm in a decent place, but I'm not really where I would say it's like I have arrived. But I don't know that you ever really arrive, because I don't think prayer is so much a destination as it is a journey. And so with that, if you ever feel like prayer is frustrating because you feel like you're not really experiencing a lot or feel like you're gaining a lot or moving a lot, well, the beauty with a journey is if you're moving at all, that's positive. Okay? Any growth, any any development um, is important. Now, the really hard part, well, one of the really hard parts, there's a lot of hard parts about prayer. I think one of the hard parts is that there's so many different perspectives. Like there are there are church traditions and religious traditions where the prayers are like super formal and just like very reverential and it's just very serious and there's others where they're not (laughs) you know it's like far opposite ends of the spectrum and that can be really challenging to try to figure out you know what to do with that because there's so many different perspectives on prayer and it's always been this way okay before Jesus was around people had questions about what you know, prayer and different perspectives. And now we know that that's the case. Even while Jesus was around, there were different thoughts and ideas and, 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 and habits and ways of praying because it's, it's such a big thing and it's such a personal thing that there are so many different perspectives on it. So Jesus speaks to it very, um, very directly, uh, which if you're familiar with Jesus, is sometimes unusual for him. Sometimes he can kind of, Ask a random question or tell a random, seemingly random story. But, but what we're going to read uh, now, it's, it's the Jesus Story of Bible take on a section of Matthew 6. And if you're not familiar, um, the, the second part of the Bible called the New Testament starts with the four accounts of Jesus' time on earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a uh, name for the men credited with writing them. Matthew has chapters 5, 6, and 7 is, is traditionally called the Sermon on the Mount. If Christians could get those three chapters right, the world would be an entirely different place, okay? I'm not one to say that more, some parts of the Bible are more important than others, but if somebody was like, you can only have three chapters of the Bible for the rest of your life, I'll take those. that. I'll take the Sermon on the Mount. And kind of dead center of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus starts talking about prayer. And... The way the Jesus Storybook Bible puts it, it's just really cool. It's, I just really like the way they do this. So I'm going to read it from the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's going to pop up there, so it's like I'm holding it up, and there you go. How to pray. In those days, there were some extra super holy people. I just love that description. At least that's what they thought. And they were called the Pharisees. Every day, they would stand out there in the middle of the street and pray out loud in big, extra super holy voices. They really weren't praying so much, just showing off. They used lots of special words that were so clever, no one understood what they meant. People walking by would stop and stare, which might seem rude, except that's exactly what the extra super holy people wanted. They wanted everyone to say, look at them, they're so holy. God must love these people best. Now, you and I both know, though, that they're wrong. God doesn't just love holy people. But the people walking by weren't so sure. Perhaps you did have to be really clever or good or important for God to love you. Perhaps you had to know lots of different or difficult, clever words to speak to God. So one day, Jesus taught people how to pray. He said, when you pray, don't pray like those extra super holy people. They think if they say lots of words, God will hear them. But it's not because you're so clever or good or so important that God will listen to you. God listens to you because He loves you. God listens to you because He loves you. Not God listens to you if He loves you. God listens to you because he loves you. God's love for you is a given. Did you know that God's always listening to you? Did you know that God can hear the quietest whisper deep inside your heart even before you started to say it? Because God knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him, Jesus told them. You see, God just can't wait to give you all that you need. So you don't need to use long words or special words. You don't have to have a special voice. You just have to talk. So when you pray... Pray in your normal voice, just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. Like this. Hello, Daddy, we want to know you and be close to you. Please show us how. Make everything in the world right again and in our hearts too. Do what is best, just like you do in heaven. Please do it down here too. Please give us everything we need today. Forgive us for doing wrong, for hurting you. Forgive us just as we forgive other people when they hurt us. Rescue us. We need you. We don't want to keep running away and hiding from you. Keep us safe from our enemies. You're strong, God. You can do whatever you want. You are in charge, now and forever and for always. We think you're great. Amen. Yes, we do. You see, Jesus was showing people that God would always love them with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. So they didn't need to hide anymore or be afraid or ashamed. They could stop running away from God, and they could run to Him instead as a child runs into her daddy's arms. Now, I know that was kind of long, but it's so good. I just couldn't figure out what to cut, so I just read the whole thing. Um, now, that prayer there, uh, that, that's the Lord's Prayer. We're going to get the, uh, the Jesus Story of the Bible's version of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to come back to that. Uh, but first, I want to hit a couple things uh, before we get to that. The Pharisees, the super religious holy people, um, Jewish religious elite of the day, were so focused on getting prayer right, or maybe making it look like they were getting prayer right, that they completely miss what it's supposed to be. And what I really like is that the, the Jesus story of the Bible says that when you pray, it's just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. It's just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. Now, I do just I do just think it's important to say here that Let's be honest, this there's many people in the room, some of us may not be really sure if we love God very much. And that's okay. And if that's where you are and you're trying to figure out this whole God and Jesus thing, thank you so much for coming here and being here tonight. We would, I would love to get to talk to you more, and thank you for doing that. Um, but even if you're not sure if you love God very much, he's sure he loves you very much. There's not a doubt in his mind. None. Okay, He is certain that he loves you very much, and that's why he listens. Because He loves you. like our question, what do I want prayer to be? You know what God's answer is? That last picture from the Jesus Storybook Bible. That's what God wants prayer to be. His children running to Him. God wants prayer to be that. Man, I knew... I knew something was going to get me because I just felt weird coming up here. I was like, something's going to mess with me. It's going to be this part. And I get that because the two little girls sitting back there on the back row. God can't wait for us to tell him the good stuff, the bad stuff, the funny stuff, the hard stuff, the sad stuff, anything that matters to us, just like I can't wait for my girls to tell me about their day. You know, when when they were younger, it was really cool. It's even cooler now because my ninth grader likes to tell me about her day. That's really cool. My fourth grader gets so excited sometimes and she's talking so fast, I'm afraid she's going to pass out (laughs) because it's like, take a breath, sweetie. (laughs) But it's fantastic. I mean, I love it. Absolutely love that they want to tell me what's going on in their day, and that's exactly the same way God feels about each of us. You're never bothering God. okay? If anything, God's like, I've been waiting all day to talk to you. But that's not the picture oftentimes that we get a lot of times when we think of prayer. Oftentimes we think of something really formal, like, how do you how are you supposed to start it? Like, who are you talking to? Um, You know, and until I came to CCF ten years ago, I'd never heard a prayer started with "Hey God," but I love that. Incidentally, one time I was I was at a oh I was officiating a wedding actually, and it was the um, it was the rehearsal, and somebody asked me to pray, <laughs> and I went Heavenly Father, <laughs> because I was going to say Hey God, and I was like mm, that will not go over well with this crowd. <laughs> so you, know, but it's often it's this really serious thing. And it's very. Very reverential. And hear me say this there's nothing wrong with that. You want to start a prayer, Heavenly Father, Abba Father, hey God, you know, what's up, Jesus, whatever. Okay? Because here's the thing if it's a conversation with somebody that means a lot to you, it's going to look different. There are going to be times where it's going to be heavy and serious and angry and raw and honest. There are going to be times where it's going to be like, Completely, whatever. It's kind of like I think about um, my text thread with um, with a former staff member, Roel. Y'all, I mean, like some serious, deep theological, Bible, Jesusy stuff, and then stupid gifs and memes. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just, it's, it's. A, I mean, it's just absolutely hysterical. But that—I mean, even think about it. Like anybody that you have a decent relationship with, that's what—that's what yours looks like too. And it can happen in one conversation. It can be super serious and then super not. Uh, but that's just—that's just how conversations. That's how they work. That's how they work. And—and and to show this variety of of, of prayer, I want—I want to show you a video in just a minute of of some little children praying. I mean, buckle up, because it's stinking adorable. Um, And if you're like, well, why why children? Why not go with, you know, the Ricky Bobby prayer or something? Um, Which I did think about, but then I found this. This is so much better. And I I want us to watch and listen to children pray because of what Jesus said about children in Mark 10. This is Jesus speaking. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Jesus says that children are the experts in the kingdom of heaven. They get it. You can't receive it unless you receive it like them and that they understand it. So if that's how Jesus feels about these folks, these children, maybe we should check out um, how they pray. So it's about a two-minute video. It's worth it. Let's give it a watch.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, 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 Why do grass look so funny? Thank you for pairing horses on the earth. Please bless the mic, to be good, so they'll be resurrected. work too. Please help me to never go to the dentist. Thank you for squouting birthday. Bless the day, getting apples and apples. <laughs> Thank you for all the doggies. Thank you for that haircut. Peace <laughs> Christmas. I thank you for the babysitter cup. Thank you for my cat that lets me dress him in my clothes. Thank you for the here come. I'll take this of pancakes in the morning. <laughs> and Please protect us from big hungry sharks. Riding and lightning. Vampires. Fire and Mean <laughs> like fish in the ocean like piranhas. Who's <laughs> are supposed to not grow a beard. <laughs> Please bless, Please bless for me to not get cold this Christmas and you for kitties. Please tell Jesus to bring the dinosaurs. <laughs> Please bless that the tyrannosaurus chirps and will come back to eat all the bad guys. Please bless, Please bless, Please bless, Please bless that we will crash in my driving. Please help me to be more grateful when you bless me. I'm thankful for this beautiful world that Jesus has created for us to live on. Thank you for loving us even though we make mistakes. Please that my family can be together forever. Please help me to feel bad when I make a mistake. Please help me to be a better big brother. Please bless the poor even though we don't know who they are. I you mean, that the spirits in our home and you're kind and nice. Please bless me to see others as you see them. Please bless I can.
0: trial because I know that's how I grow. In the name of Jesus Christ, the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ Amen. Go. What do you think? Like, right? Right? It's like, it's like, oh, this is sweet. This is sweet. Oh. Bless me with more trials, because that's how I grow? What is wrong with that child? <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, it's like, what kind of spiritual maturity is that? <laughs> that is just crazy. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I love the honesty of the one who wanted to, blessed me to share my toys with my sister, but how she paused, like, oh, do I really want to pray this? <laughs> do I really? Like, okay, so what do I want prayer to be? Like, our question, what do you think the kids would think with that? Like, what, what, do, what would the kids do with that, with that question? Those children. Because they're I mean, those those are young children. Like how do you think they'd answer that based on what you just heard from them? It almost
1: feels like they want like they're like
0: wanting hopes and wishes out of A little bit. They okay. want it to be fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it brings them happiness. They all want to so happy. Yeah, they're all smiling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm, brings them happiness. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, some of those are just fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's like we're praying for the tooth fairy to come. That's a good, interesting one. Okay, cool. Yeah, please tell Jesus to bring the dinosaurs back. That is just spectacular, so that they can eat the bad guys. But yeah, I mean, I think. Like, I think what these kids really... They just want to have a conversation. I mean, this will be real and open and, and know that somebody's paying attention to them. And, and I mean, those, those are as real as you're going to get. And I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think God just adores those, those prayers. I, have, I mean, I really do, because I know that He loves each of those kids and He loves each of us. And so I think that kind of honesty that kind of child's heart, because if the kingdom of heaven belongs to children, then that's the type of heart we should be taking in to our time in prayer. That's why we should just be running uh, to God like children. You know, the, that Jesus' story Bible account that I read was, for, was from Matthew, but what's interesting is that Luke's account of Jesus' time on earth includes a very similar section about prayer and includes the Lord's... Supper, the, the Lord, I did it again. The Lord's Prayer. Um... But how it starts, what happens right before Jesus says the Lord's Prayer in Luke is is really fascinating. And so I want us to look at that for a second. It's Luke 11, 1 through 2. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Talking about John the Baptist who kind of came before Jesus and got everybody ready for him. And Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, and we'll get to what he said in just a second. But here's what I want you to notice, because this is highly unusual for Jesus. Jesus is asked something, and he answered. (laughs) Like, that's not Jesus' way of doing things. Typically, Jesus is like, Oh, you got a question? Let me answer that with a question. You're like, Oh. Or better yet, Good question. Let me tell you a story. Because that's, that's, that's Jesus' go-to. He answers questions with questions, or he answers questions by telling parables, which is just a fancy word that we use to talk about Bible stories. This is so unusual, but it's almost like prayer is so important to Jesus that he wants to avoid any confusion. He doesn't want people to misinterpret what he's talking about in a parable or wonder why he's asking a question. He just goes with one of his most straightforward answers. And his answer we find in what's called the Lord's Prayer, which it does follow in Luke 11. Um, we're going to look at the, the Matthew version, just because I like it a little better. It's a little bit longer. It's got a little more detail. Uh, but it's Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Um, it is also on your quarter sheet that was on, your, um, it was on your sheet. It's on one side of that. And it just reads, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, it's interesting because uh, many Bibles uh, will have headings, and they'll call this you know, the Lord's Prayer. But I've seen a couple of Bibles recently that call it Jesus' Model Prayer. And I really like that idea. This is Jesus saying, like, this is how you should pray. This is, this is the model. So if this is how Jesus said we should pray, it's probably worth our time to, to hang out with us a little bit. Now, I could very easily, uh, honestly, stand up here for easily an hour and go through, like, line by line some of the cool things that I think about with this. But there's more than just me in the room, so let's get some different perspectives. So when you look at this, what do you see? What kind of jumps out at you? What, maybe what questions do you have? What do you maybe wish kind of wasn't in there? What do you really glad is in there? What go? What do you got? You the word your. I said your? As in, like, in the actual, uh, it's just very purposeful, with the use of the word. How you your name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of use. That, that's good. It's do. All right. A lot of our prayer time is individual, but there's not a single first person singular pronoun in there. It's all plural, it's all about community. Okay? Yeah. What else? Talk to us about daily bread. Oh, you don't want me to. <laughs> Give us what we need for today. Let's just be real. That may be a Christian ideal. It is not an American one. I mean, it's not. That 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 one that should be one of these things that is very challenging. Now, I'm not telling you to go, you know, empty your refrigerator or whatever, but. I mean, give us what we need for today. I do think that's a little bit, I think that does go back in part to when God fed the people as they were coming out of Egyptian slavery um, in the book of Exodus, and he fed them with bread from heaven every day, but he literally just gave them enough for one day at a time. But I don't think it's just about that. Okay? Let's trust God with today. Um, Right? after? Pretty close to when he says that. One thing that Jesus says is, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Today's got enough stuff going on. 634. I knew you would know, Matthew. Um, I, couldn't, I, I knew it was 34, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, is it five or six? But yeah, so enough for the day. Just today. I'm going to move on because otherwise we'll be here for an hour and be talking about that because it's just, there's a lot there, y'all. There's a lot there with this idea of just daily bread. What else? Oh, y'all, that word as is like one of my least favorite words in this whole thing. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I don't know if you noticed that in the Jesus Storybook Bible version, it said forgive us just as we forgive. So it's very clear. Now, I want to I say something here that I think is important. Um, I don't think that's a threat. I don't think that's Jesus saying... If you don't forgive, I'm not forgiving you. Because here's the thing with forgiveness. Forgiveness is about softening your heart. And if your heart is so hard that you can't give forgiveness, you're not going to be able to receive it either. Okay, that's not Jesus issuing a threat. That's just him saying a fact. If you're not willing to forgive, if your heart isn't soft enough to forgive others... You're gonna have a very difficult time receiving forgiveness, also. But yeah, that one should—that one should definitely get our attention, uh, for sure. Anything else? It's a lot. There's a lot going on there. That's why I've gave you a copy of it. You can take it home with you and. Look at it and read it. And if, and if you're wondering, what is the MEV? That's the modern English version. Never heard of it before until I got on Bible Gateway this week working, for the, working on this talk. But I just like the way it... I just liked it. That's how I want that translation. Um, so you've got that here. Okay? Uh, also on the back, you've got some other prayer ideas. Um couple other suggestions y'all there's no i mean there's no script for how you pray but i want to give you some some ideas so there's you see there's something called the Acts prayer which you start with adoration which is telling god why you think he's awesome then you move on to confession which is telling god why you think you're not awesome Uh, uh, thanksgiving you know thanking god for who he is and what he's done uh and supplication which is a fancy word uh for saying asking god uh for stuff Something like that is really helpful to make sure you're not just treating God like a genie in a bottle where you're always asking for stuff, okay? It's it's really helpful to do that. And the idea of starting with the adoration, I think, is all about remembering who you're talking to because I I do think that's an important thing. Uh, There's something called the five fingers prayer. Your thumb is closest to you, so that's where you pray for folks in your life that are close to you, family, you know, loved ones, whatever, Um, Your index finger kind of points stuff out. So that's where you kind of pray for folks that teach, instruct, and help you. Our tallest finger is a reminder of our leaders. So praying for them, uh, governmental and otherwise. Your ring finger is your weakest finger. So that's a reminder to pray for folks that are sick or injured or weak. And your pinky, that's you because you're the smallest one. But always good to still spend spend some time with that. The please and thank you prayer. Did you notice that the kids' video, like all of them, either start with please or thank you? Well, I mean, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven belongs to them, so let's take a page out of that. Just pray, like alternating. One sentence with please, one sentence with thank you. I remember this was years ago. This was like one of my first couple years um, uh, working, uh, working here at CCF. We, we had a, a newer student who was going to do the missions moment, you know, like we had earlier tonight, just kind of tell us about things, and they were super freaked out about the prayer. And one of our older students was talking to them, and this older student said, three pleases, three thank yous. And I overheard him talking, and I was like, wait, what? She said, that's just how I always pray, three pleases and three thank yous. That's a really good way to pray. Now, I think hopefully eventually you move, you know, into doing a little more but that's a great way like if you're new to this whole prayer thing or if you're like I, I don't know i've been trying but it's nothing that's a great way to go i mean three pleases three thank yous or just alternate as many pleases as thank yous um, the last one here is probably one of the most difficult ones speak lord your servant is listening this comes from first samuel three ten, which is a book early on in the bible a young boy named Samuel, his spiritual mentor, basically told him, just pray this. Just say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and then just listen to see what God tells you. This is a super important prayer because what we need to remember is that prayer is a conversation with God, and a lot of the time, we need to shut up and just listen to what he's saying. This is something I do on a very regular basis, y'all. This, this block that we're on, I, who knows how many times we walk it. I mean, goodness gracious, the sidewalks are going to be replaced sooner than other places because we just wear, I feel like we're going to wear the sidewalks out. Um, but oftentimes, I will walk down the steps, and, and then I, when I get to the corner of Woodlawn here, I'll just stop, and I kind of open up my hands a little bit to be like, all right, let's get myself ready to receive something here. And I'll just say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then I don't say anything else until I get back around to CCF. And without fail, God responds to that. Now, I've... I've audible voice? No, I've never had that. But I have had God speak to my head and my heart so clearly at times, it's just like, oh. And sometimes it's about a talk, sometimes it's about a student, sometimes it's about something going on with my family, whatever. But there is tremendous value in inviting God to speak and to be able to say, I'm listening. Because if you said that, if you said, okay, God, I'm going to listen for a while now, then you need to actually do that. Really powerful way to remind us that it's a, it's a two-way street. Now, um, one last suggestion for, for prayer is a book in the Bible called Psalms. Uh, Psalms is the longest book in the Bible. There's 150 chapters, and, but it's not a story. It's not narrative. It's 150 poems, prayers, songs, whatever. Psalms was Jesus' prayer book. That's what he used. And how often Jesus quotes from Psalms is remarkable. And anger came up earlier when we were talking about prayer. If you want to read some angry prayers... Take a look at Psalms. These folks are not pulling any punches. They're not trying to be polite. It is raw, it is emotional, and they're putting it out there. And I think God loves those prayers. I, I have a reminder on my phone, 11.55 every morning, it says, read a Psalm. And it's pretty interesting how, um, how often I'll read it and be like, ooh, I needed that. But sometimes I read it and I'm like, I have no, this is not about me at all. I don't, I don't get what I'm supposed to do with this. And that's where, remember what Angela said about the, the communal nature of the Lord's Prayer. Well, maybe I'm not experiencing that prayer, that that psalm, but somebody is. So I can spend some time praying for the folks. All right, God, these folks, these folks are mad about some terrible things that are going on in their lives. And I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now, but I'm sure I have people that feel the way the psalmist felt right here. So, let them know that you're with them just like you were with a psalmist something something like that okay um so if you're if you're not sure where to go with prayer, I think psalms is a is a good is a good place to uh to look and i think I think the lord's prayer is good, and i think I think all of these are are valuable and because they're valuable, I want us to have some time to spend with these because it would be really stupid for me to do a talk about prayer and then not give us a chance to do so um so I'm going to actually go ahead and ask the band uh, to come on back up here. Um, in just a second, we are going to um, pray the Lord's Prayer together, if you want to. You don't have to, obviously. I'm going to pray it out loud. It'll be up there on the screen, and it's, and it's here. Um, and if you, if you want to join with us in that, uh, feel free. Obviously, you don't have to. Um, but then what's going to happen after that, um, we're going to have our second set of worship. And normally what we do during the second set of worship is the, the orange office is kind of a quiet, chill room for you to go and pray by yourself, and then the green office we have people in there who are willing to pray with you or for you if you've got something going on. Tonight we want to open up as much space as possible for you to spend some quiet time alone in prayer, so both offices are going to be available for you to just go and sit and just be quiet before God, and maybe you want to try, you know, take this with you as a, as a guide. Maybe you want to try some of these. Maybe you just want to do speak, Lord, your servant's listening. I don't know. But but that's available. Um, we'll also have a couple of folks back in the back, um, Angela and Trinity, who's on our prayer team. They'll be back in the back um, by, the, by the door. If you do want somebody to pray with you, they'd be happy to pray with you. Or you can stay in here while... The band's leading us in in worship through song and pray during that. Okay, you don't have to go. If you you would love to be surrounded by this, the sound of other people worshiping while you're praying, then do that. You know, stay seated in your chair if you want to. Stand up if you want to. Sit down on the floor if you want to. I don't care. But just, I want you to be able to spend some time um, with God. You know, our question again, what do I want prayer to be? Here's a little bit of a harsh reality about this. What I want it to be is largely what it's going to be. If I just want it to be asking God for stuff, that's probably what it's going to be. But what if it could be more? And so the question maybe really is, am I willing to put in some time and some effort to make it more than what it is now? Am I willing to take some steps? Am I willing to run into God's arms like a child into her daddy's. So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all as we see prayer the way God does, a chance for us to run into His arms. If you want to pray this aloud with me, feel free. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come,